right. Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness Podcast. And on today's show, I have Miss Bianca Jarena. How you doing, Bianca? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing good. Well, Bianca, I wanted to bring you on the podcast to really talk about your recent trip to Sierra Leone and the really the philanthropy work you've done over there um, just recently. So, uh, first of all, Bianca, I know we're here at Bosman Enterprises, so I want to give people some background. What do you do here at Bosman Enterprises? So here at Bosma Enterprises, I'm an orientation mobility instructor. So I teach people how to navigate safely within their environment using a cane and orientation mm-hmm. skills. Okay. Using that white cane and those white cane techniques, how, how crucial is that to, for a person who is blind or visually impaired? Um, it's very important because yeah. as a sighted person my, myself, I use my sight to navigate safely. But the cane um, provides the kind of the safety for somebody who is blind. Just to be able to get around an obstacle, uh, it stops them from running into a door or a wall. So. Yeah. White cane is definitely um, something that anybody who is bonded impaired definitely needs to know and how to do it safely and properly because it gets you back and forth from where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So, But recently, Bianca, you went to Sierra Leone. Correct. I went to uh, Sierra Leone to work with children. Mm-hmm. at the Bambali School for the Blind. Okay. So how did you get connected with the Bambali School for the Blind? And uh, what made you want to go over there to do this type of work? So here at Bosma, we do a one-week program uh, for people who can no longer receive services from the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a woman named by the name of Rhoda Valentine that came to just observe everything we do so she could take it back to the Bambali School for the Blind. Okay. Uh, and towards the end of the week, she had asked me if I'd be willing to go on the go to the school is in January 2019 to provide canes for the children and teach them techniques. Okay, and then uh, obviously you said yes to that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took some hesitation, but um, I knew that we have a great mission here, providing mm-hmm. visionary solutions for people here in Indiana. So I thought it was a a great a great way to provide our visionary solutions worldwide. So um, once you uh, were asked to do this, what type of things would they need over there? I know we provided them with canes. What, did we give them any other or provide them with any other aids? Uh, yes. So Bosmo also donated 15 recorders. Okay. Uh, and they also donated $1,000 to uh, to the optometrist who was able to provide slate and stylus, uh, mm-hmm. more recorders, uh, mm-hmm. And she brought soccer balls for them with bells in them. Okay. And she brought magnifiers. So she was able to buy a lot more with what Bosma donated. And you touched on um, the digital recorder. How important is a digital recorder for someone who is blind or visually impaired? Well, to take notes, for yes. one. Take notes in a class setting, in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be able to go back to their dormitory and be able to listen to the information that they heard in class. Okay. So you went over to the Bimbali School for the Blind in Sierra Leone. Could you kind of describe to the audience the school, like how was it set up? What's the, you know, what kind of things did the students learn while there? Uh, so you have the school there um, is primary, uh, so first through mm-hmm. sixth grade. Okay. Uh, and then once they reach seventh grade, they start to go to the secondary schools. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the children there... Are abandoned that's seen as taboo to have a visual impairment or just a disability and so 
a lot of the children live there in the dormitory, uh, which there was just recently a cement wall built around the front barrier to um, keep them safe. But right now there are 60 students uh, that live there from three three years old all the way to about 22. So pretty much their parents kind of abandoned them due to them having a visual impairment. Pretty much. Okay. So these students are able to live there. This is like a full time. Full time. Full time. Okay. okay. So once they, uh, what is that like an average day for the students? Do they learn like this, you know, the certain skill sets of uh, being blind, like learning braille or learning how to cook safely or what? How does it differ from Bosma, I guess? That's what I'm trying to. So they learn, basically they learn braille. Okay. Um, they learn math, English, mm-hmm. um, geography, music, uh, just like any of the schools here. Yeah. Um, cooking, not so much. They have a cooks there that cook for them, and okay. but the kids honestly are lucky if they have one or two meals a day mm. because there's so many of them, and then just the money it's it's a lot for them. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot to uh, ponder mm-hmm. one over there to see around, but that's definitely admirable work right there that you mm-hmm. you've done over there. So, were you able to teach students how to navigate with their white cane? Yes, I. Okay. I taught them how to navigate safely with their white cane within that particular environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was able to give out about 70, 71 canes. Uh, word got out that I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people that had either went to the school back in the day or significant others or anybody from the village came and they're like, can I get a white cane as well? And they would have a cane that was to their waist, which you and I both yes. know that's very short. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely want to thank everybody who actually donated to help us provide those white canes to those mm-hmm. students because, as you can see, it was gratefully needed over there just because they don't have those type of resources that we have over here. So mm-hmm. um, definitely thank you for going over there and making sure that they have those type of need. Those needs are taken care of, I would say. Mm-hmm. When I went there, there were maybe four kids out of the mm-hmm. 60 that had a cane. Had a cane. And it wasn't that... The other kids didn't need one. Mm-hmm. It was just that there was no resources for them to get a cane. How, how, I mean, how big is the village, I would say? How big is the village? Um, well, they're located in McKinney, uh, but their okay. their school is um, part of a particular tribe. Okay. Um, so uh, I would want to say it's as big as like the Intech Park around here on their village. Um I don't know how, how big that is. Maybe four or five blocks of big. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, people who are blind and people who are have amputee like that have knee prosthetics mm-hmm. that live in that area. Live in that area. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you stay while you were out there? Uh, we stayed in a hostel. Um, okay. And while we were there, and it of course it, it had a, a barrier so nobody could get to us at, during the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, for us, the hostel would be like top of the notch you know, for them over there. Okay. But for us, it would look kind of like a Motel 6. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand. So we take a, a lot, a lot for granted um, mm-hmm. while we're here. How about like t- transportation and technology? Was it prevalent over there at the school or was it not? Transportation? Yeah. Mm, no. no. They okay. are actually 
asking for donations to be able to get a vehicle to be able to transport uh, the kids just around the city. Um, the children that are in secondary have to either walk or they have to somehow bribe the motorcyclists to be able to take them to school. Okay. Um, there was actually a kid there that was sick when we were there. Uh, and because of the lack of transportation, they were unable to take him. So we helped get him there. But it's a four-mile either walk or four-mile drive just to get to see a doctor. Wow. So um, what really inspired you to go over there? Were you just really due to her asking? Or was it something that's in your heart to say, there's a need here? So just wanted to do something for the children. Well, her asking was like a step to mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. I just saw that there was a need, uh, a need to it uh, to provide people with the same skill sets that are provided here, mm-hmm. um, and a, a new opportunity. Um, okay. How long did you stay over there? Uh, we were there for eight eight days, um, okay. but just at the school. I was yeah. only at the school for uh, four days. Uh, we actually missed our second flight to Belgium uh, uh-huh. due to the weather here, so we lost a day okay. with the children, but. Hey, it was an awesome experience. Awesome. Awesome. How long did it take to get over there to uh, Africa? How long was the flight? Uh, All together, I want to say about 33 hours. Mm. Uh, We had to fly from here to D.C., D.C. to Belgium, from Belgium to Freetown. Uh Um, But the school, again, is located in McKinney. McKinney. Uh, So the bus to get from Freetown to McKinney was three hours. And Mm. it... They said back in the day that the road was actually just dirt road in 2014. It was actually just a dirt road, so it would take mm-hmm. five hours. Um, but just within the last few years, the Chinese do a lot of, uh, we received a lot of resources there. So they wanted to have a way to be able to transport mm-hmm. the resources quickly. So right. they built the paved roads. There. Wow, wow. That's, that's great. That's great. I'm glad you came and went over there and uh, was able to provide those students with those 71 white canes and those digital recorders and uh, any other type of uh, knowledge that you provided. So I know they were happy to see you. When, what did they do when you arrived, when you arrived over there? Um, at first, of course, just like any kid, they were kind of hesitant. They yeah. didn't know who I, who I was, right. but um, they knew that when it came to anything with like just a skill set for visual impairment or blindness mm-hmm. that they the kids knew that they could come to me and ask um, for any accommodations. Right. So were there any people who were blind that were actually teaching or training or assisting the younger students, I would say? The yes. The principal, um, Alice, is actually, she's blind, and she received some of her training in Great Britain, okay. and then she brought it back. And created the school. So her, Alex is blind, and the three of the other teachers are also blind. And they also did not have a cane. Hmm. So, okay, so I just want to touch on this for a little bit. So if they didn't have a cane, how did they navigate? I know they probably picked up other skill sets or learned a different way to navigate their environment. So how did they get around without a cane? Someone would guide them. Someone would guide them? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You just shut down my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, someone would guide them. Um, like a lot of them had like their kids yes. there yes. to help them out, to get around. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like a second home for them, so yes. they became so familiar with mm-hmm. the area. Um, but it, 
the area, there's no concrete sidewalks. Mm-hmm. It's very dirt and gravel. Yes. Uh, so Close. it's a little bit harder yeah. for them to navigate. I mean, I saw a girl who they would go to the well that was by the school and not by the dormitory to get water just to mm-hmm. take a bath. And they would put the, bo- the, not the bottle, but the bucket of water on their head and hold it with their left hand and take their cane mm-hmm. and navigate mm-hmm. just to get back so they can take a bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I definitely thank you for going over there and uh, brightening up their, you know, their week with you going over there and teaching them how to use a cane and how to actually, uh, now that they have canes, they can use them and get back and forth and um, have those digital recorders and things of that nature. So definitely uh, good work that you've done. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to go back? Yes, I actually hope to go back next year. Um, My university actually contacted me. They saw the work I was doing Mm -hmm. and asked if they can get involved too. So I think this would be a great way for Bosma Enterprises um, and Western Michigan to connect to provide services for that school. That is great. Great work. Once again, thank you, Bianca, for doing that and uh, making those kids and their, you know, their lives better, I would say, you know, just from you providing those canes and those digital recording that experience. So just small little things help out a lot. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a small thing in life. And then I think we all need to remember that at the end of the day. So thank you, Bianca, for coming back on the podcast. Well, thank you for all the donations and supporting me throughout the mission. Yes, yes. Thank you to everyone who donated and uh, contributed to the, the cause. And um, hopefully we can reach back out to you guys again next year. And, uh, see what happens. So once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the Navigating Blindness podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and I'll catch you guys next week.